0: James says you believe, well, you do well. The demons believe and shudder. They're still lost. What is the quality of your faith? Let's talk about it next on Times of Refreshing. Faith. Most today seem to think it's a simple assent to a truth, a belief in something, and then that's good enough. As we're seeing here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, there is more to faith, biblical faith, and we are in desperate need of understanding the quality of our faith. That's exactly what we're doing out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. What is the quality of your faith? Are you just believing in the fact that you believe? Or are you believing in someone, trusting and resting in someone? That's the question we address today on this edition of Times of Refreshing.
1: Through the wilderness, they were always provided for, taken care of. They were, and no wonder in Joshua chapter 1, God tells them to be strong and of good what? Courage. Because now they're getting ready to enter into a realm that they had never experienced before. Some of them have never experienced war before. But now they got to go in and displace the Canaanites and the Jebusites and, and move everybody out of the way, and there's going to be some individuals dying yeah. and fighting and warfare and giants. And you see all this stuff going on around them. And it just amazes me because a, a, a lot of times Saints, when we're looking at we're looking at our fellowship let, let me say this to you. And I want to just say this right. The least likely individuals to help you get victory are generally the ones that are going to help you get victory. Think about that. Because faith isn't just shouting. Faith is also picking up the sword when it's time to fight. Amen? And For us, we want to cultivate relationships with individuals like this that will not look at all the... Because they didn't have any training in this, but yet they were willing and they had their eyes on God going into the land. And they were willing to go in and fight, having not fought before, but God. They kept their eyes on God. We need people around us. We need people around us that just have a simple faith and they believe God. That's the fellowship we need. To establish someone, we also need to be corrected. Correction. Correction is important when we're trying to get established because sometimes we have not been established or we've been established in the wrong manner. And so we need somebody to come along and correct us and nudge us in the right direction so that we can truly be established correctly. This is what happened with, uh, with Priscilla and Aquila. And how Priscilla and Aquila helped Apollos, who had learned about the way, but had not learned about the way correctly. When Priscilla and Aquila came along, they came along and all they did was teach him the way more clearly. All they did was correct him. When they corrected him, what did it do? It caused him to be established and firmly rooted in his faith the right way. All of us need correction in our lives sometimes. And that's a good thing. We need people around us that are willing to do that so we can be truly established. He says established, and I like this. He says established, and then he said also, and, and to encourage you. We want to be established in our faith, but we also want to be encouraged, encouraged in our faith. The word encourage here, it means to aid. It means to help. It means to comfort. It means to beseech with strong force, this Greek word. It means to beseech with strong force. Now, sometimes all of us need to be aided in our faith. We need to be helped in our faith. We need to be beseeched in our faith. Sometimes we just need someone to come along and kind of aid us. Jesus Christ, as he's going through his tough moments, as he's carrying his cross, and he's giving it the best that he has. Isn't it amazing how God sent someone to help him to carry his cross? Can I have an Amen. And all of us in this room, sometimes we need a little help carrying our cross. Amen? Amen. And so Jesus, he had a little help carrying his cross. But he, st- he stayed in faith. We need to be aided sometimes in our faith and, in a- and encouraged as we're walking through this life. We need to be comforted. Yes, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. He will encourage us. But we also need, just like he sent Timothy, he's sending him to comfort them. He's encouraging, but he's comforting them. And all of us need that. And then sometimes we need people to come along and beseech us with force. And what that means is sometimes we need somebody to come and look us in the eye and say, get up. Can I have an amen?" amen? And I think sometimes we think it's, well, they're just being insensitive. But if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to send somebody to come over to your house when you don't want them to come over. When you're having a pity party and you don't want them bothering you and I'm tired of folks getting on my nerves and the saints all up in my business and I'm trying to chill and just be sad for a day. Can a sister, can a brother be sad for a day? Everybody leave me alone. They calling me, coming over here, talking about can they pray? I don't want to pray right now. Has everybody ever been there before? Just leave me alone. Kids crying, Baby food pampers flying I'm high <laughs> people on the job flipping out they're tripping over there too just leave me alone but we need people to come alongside and say you can go ahead and have a pity party you go ahead and cry but I'm gonna stand right here and when you get done I'm gonna tell you to get up can I have an amen All of us need that in our lives. We need moment. We have moments, but we need people to come alongside and beseech us with force. No, you are not going to sit here all day. Open the blinds. Turn the lights on. Can I have an amen? Stop watching Young and the Restless. (laughs) Get up. Let's get some worship music playing in here. Can I have an amen? Amen. Let's, hey, put a smile on your face. You can smile and cry at the same time. Can I have an amen? Amen. Get up. God is still on the throne. Your troubles aren't, uh, you know, too high for him. He knows what's going on. Uh, All of us, we need that in our life. We need people to encourage. Well, Apostle Paul sent Timothy to do this. But to do it concerning their faith. And we need it. The next two verses tell us why we need it desperately. We need to be established in our faith. We need people to encourage us in our faith. We need our faith to grow and to to be strong and to to be unfeigned and to be sound and to be rich. He says it in verses 3 and 4. He says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer what? Tribulation. He says, just as it happened, he says, and you know. And what he's saying here is that there's going to be times in our lives when we experience affliction. Now, sometimes our affliction comes as a result of something we're doing bad. Something we've done wrong. We've made mistakes. And all of us in in this room, I'm sure we've done things. We look back and say, man, that was on me. That was on me. That's my fault. Afflictions can't come because of decisions that we make. Afflictions should come because, quite frankly, you're just being attacked by the devil. Sometimes the devil, just uh, he'll throw a right hook at you. He'll come at you. He'll attack you. He'll attack you in your dreams. He'll attack you. Sometimes the enemy will try to come in. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the enemy will try to come in like a flood. Because this word affliction, it really means to press upon. It means to crush. It means to put pressure. And sometimes life, we just talked about this at the men's round table. We talked about pressure as men. But pressure, everyone in this room experiences pressure in your life. And sometimes the enemy is going to press on your mind to get you to start doubting God. He's going to press on your thought life. He's going to be in your, you're going to wake up in the morning, the devil's going to try to press on you. He's going to try to press on you. Sometimes life circumstances can press on you. This is what we call affliction. Sometimes even physically, we go through things physically, and it's it's pressing. So we have our own bad decisions sometimes, bring afflictions and tribulations and different things of that nature. Sometimes it's just the demonic attack that we go through, that we experience, stuff happens. The apostles experience demonic attacks as a result of You know, the devil's influence. They were thrown into prison. You read the book of Acts and you see the enemy trying to wipe them out. But God and his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So we see the affliction. We also see that sometimes we we experience tribulation and affliction just based on the fact that, um, and I'll just say this, we just live in a fallen world. And chance happens to everyone. You go through moments where it's just life. And sometimes you see, even what Jesus went through, it it was, I mean, you look at Lazarus. The Bible says Lazarus died and it was God's will. So that he might resurrect him and display his power and play his strength. Sometimes life just happens and you can't, you, you just, all you can do is just hang on to God. And not let your, the devil have your faith. Sometimes it's like that, saints. And we a lot of times we want to know who done it. And sometimes we just need to say, God, get me through it. I don't care about who done it. You tell me when I get to heaven who done it. I just want to get through it so I can go on about my business. Can I have an amen? What this will happen What pressure, affliction, life happens, stuff happens. Sometimes you're, maybe you're in a marriage and somebody doesn't want to stick it out with you and they take off and leave. That's affliction. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. But it's sin. People make bad decisions and people do. And sometimes we get affected by it. It's life. And so saints, we have to realize that this happens. But don't you ever allow the devil to rob you of your faith. Hang on to your faith. Hang on to your faith. He said, I want to strengthen you, encourage you, establish you. Why? Because there's going to be moments and there's going to be times. but, But Timothy was coming along to help them out when it came to their faith walk. All of us need this encouragement. We need this. He said not only did, he said not only would they uh, experience or suffer tribulation, he says that it happened as they know. You pick up the book of Acts and we glorify and we thank God for Apostle Paul. But have you ever read his epistles and read the book of Acts and see what he went through for the sake of the gospel? He didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't doing anything wrong. But as he preached the gospel, the devil didn't like what he had to say. And there are moments where he, when he went through it, but he was willing to do it all for the, for the sake of the gospel and for his love for God and love for people. And I think for all of us, we want to understand that the world is getting darker. And even now, they're trying to, uh, you know, people have different agendas. And we see the different agendas that are going on all around. And and the enemy is using, you know, the the different courts and everything to try to get their agenda on the table. And ultimately, they want to attack the church. To stop the church from saying things and doing things. But the devil is a lie. Can I have an amen? We're going to keep on preaching the gospel and staying in faith and believing God and trusting God. But this is what we have to learn to deal with, that the culture is changing all around us. The landscape is changing. And as a result of that, we got to bear down on our faith, amen, and believe God and trust God to see us through it. And then he says in verse 5, we're going to close with this. He says, for this reason, when I can no longer endure it. This is an apostle's heart. His heart was, man, I, 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 I just have to know where they're at in their faith. He said, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't endure it anymore. When I could no longer endure it, he says here, I sent to know your faith. I sent to know your faith. Lest by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor may be in vain. That we labored, we poured into you, but at the end of the day, our labor was in vain because at, at, when it was all said and done, you didn't hold on to your faith. You may have kept coming to church you may have kept singing the songs and you may have you know, kept the you know, a kind of connection with some people that, that, that love God but our labor was in vain because you didn't keep your faith in God and saints I want to just encourage you today that with all the stuff going on around us and, and with the gifts of the spirit the power of God God using you in ministry God is using some of you mightily in this church and not even in this church, outside of the church. As gifted as you are, as talented as you are, as well-spoken as you are, as nice and as as loving as you are. As loving as you are and kind and considerate. We thank God for all these things. But the thing that I want to know more than anything else is what kind of faith do you have? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. Because there's gonna, everybody can shout when everything's going good. Everybody's happy when all the bills are paid and everything's, everything's in the marriage is great. But, but when the rubber meets the road, do you have faith through it all? No matter what comes your way. Have you kept your faith? Have you held on to your faith? Do you really trust Him? When your back is against the wall, do you really trust him? He said, I couldn't take it anymore. He said, I just wanted to know what kind of faith do you have? And this church, saints, we are going to keep preaching and teaching the word of God. Continue to establish people in the faith. Continue to encourage people in the faith. Because when, when Jesus returns, his question was, will he find faith? Will he find faith? My prayer is that he finds it right here in this church, in the hearts of everyone under the sound of my voice, Everyone in the hearts of anyone that's watching on television and listening on radio, that, that he finds faith in us. Not just a shout, not just a dance, not just a song, not just a prophetic word, not just preaching a word, but he finds faith that we believe our God. Can I have an amen in this place? Can I have an amen in this place? Holy Father, we thank you today for this reminder that, Lord, you want our faith to be strong, to be growing, to be genuine, to be sound, to be rich, to be unfeigned. You want us to be a church community that excels when it comes to faith. Lord, we're not moved by faith. By foolishness and presumption. Where our faith is based on your word and your command and your promises. We believe you for what you've asked us to believe you for. But Lord, we want to believe you. And I just pray that in this atmosphere, that in this culture of this church, that there would be such a faith. That it would permeate. That Lord, we would have no intimidation or fear of anyone who walks in this door that's addicted to drugs. that's That's a homosexual. That's addicted to, you know, perversions and lust. That's dealing with any sinful issue in in their life. That we have faith for them. We believe God for them. That Lord, even when it comes to people that are struggling with sicknesses. Or maybe diseases or they're battling conditions. That Lord, even in the midst of our backs being against the wall, we believe until the end. God, I pray that this church would be an atmosphere where our children would have faith. That there would be a childlike faith in this church. That from the pulpit all the way down to the children's church, that there would be faith all throughout this community of believers. And that, Lord, it would spill out into the community. That, Lord, people that are in governmental positions, people that are, that they would come and they would see a faith in this house. A faith that moves mountains. A faith that raises the dead. The faith that changes circumstances. A faith that changes situations. A faith, Lord, that that binds the devil and sends the enemy on the run. That there would be a dynamic faith. That people would walk around with the shield of faith. That we would quench all the fiery darts of our adversary. Because we are paid people that are filled with faith. That daughters would have faith. That mothers would have faith. That fathers would have faith. That the singles would have faith. That everybody in the room would have faith. That the ushers would have faith. That the worship leaders would have faith. That everybody in this church would be filled with faith. Oh, my goodness. I feel the anointing in this place. I feel an anointing in this place right now. That Lord, all over this building, people would be consumed with faith. That Lord, faith would just cover them. It would wash over them. That it would dispel all doubts and fears. That God, we are not a fearful people. We are a people that are filled with faith. God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power and of love and a sound mind. That God, this house is a house of faith. That Lord, faith flows from the pulpit all throughout the parking lot. When God, people walk unto the parking lot. That Lord, that faith would overtake them. That they would believe God for the new job. Believe God for the new house. Believe God for for a breakthrough in their bodies. Believe God for a breakthrough in their family finances. A breakthrough for salvation. I feel the anointing here, that there would be a breakthrough in salvation, that people would get saved by just getting a close to our faith, that they would say, God, what must I do to be saved? I want a faith like that, the faith to move mountains, a faith to climb the wall, faith in this house, Lord, we want a faith. Lord, we are stirred up in our faith this morning. God, we believe you for the impossible. God, we saw you turn a no into a yes. God, we believe you for every. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. There's something happening in this one. Everybody stand to your feet. We believe you right now. God, that loved one that the devil said you can't have them. we say in the name of Jesus, we believe God to break them through into belief. Father, in the name of Jesus, our children. God, we have faith for our children. Some of our children are going off to college. Some of them are in school. Some of them got wrapped up in all kinds of craziness. God, we believe you to bring them out of bondage. Woo, glory to God. God, we believe you to bring them out of, to snatch them out of the fire. God, snatch us out of the fire. Like the Hebrew boys, we thank you that the fire cannot prevail. God, snatch us out of the fire. Snatch him out of the lion's den. Snatch them out, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you said in your word that all things are possible if we will only believe. That nothing is impossible if we are believers. God, we just release our faith. We just launch our faith. We say, God, thank you for your faith, for faith. God, you said for us to ask, to seek, and to knock. To ask, and to seek, and to knock, and to ask. Woo, I feel this. That's faith. To ask, and to seek, and to knock. Can I have an amen in this place? That's faith talking. I'm going to ask, and I'm going to seek, and I'm going to knock. Woo! Listen to this. You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now watch this. The word power in the Hebrew in that verse is the word hand. It is the hand. It is the hand in the power of the tongue. Life and de- death are in the power or in the hand of the tongue. That's why it's so amazing that Jesus said to ask, seek, and then what? What do you knock with? That's how you keep knocking. By opening your mouth and saying, God, here I am. God, I'm knocking. Because life and death are in the power of my tongue. Life and death are in the power of my tongue. My tongue has the power to move God because I keep... I keep knocking. I'm knocking with my prayer life. I'm knocking with my confession. I'm knocking with my declaration. I'm knocking. I'm saying, God, here I am. I'm not moving. My tongue is like a hand, amen? And I'm going to keep banging. Do I have any believers in here? Come on, don't sit back there and look at me like, you better get your faith up in this place. Faith is in this place. Father, today, we declare in the name of Jesus that we will not be like Thomas, unbelieving. You said, these signs shall follow them that believe. We're not chasing after signs. Signs are chasing after us because we're believers. And Father, I pray today that this would be a moment. We're as believers, every person in this room, that their faith just goes up another notch. And as we believe you, Lord, do the impossible, split the red seas, heal the sick, set the captives free, move mountains. Do in your word what you said you would do because we're asking. We're seeking, and we're knocking. We thank you, God, that nothing is impossible because we believe in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.